0: Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com, movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley, and I'm very excited for this week's show because I get to talk about The Dark Crystal from my favorite movie year ever, 1982, and for this conversation about The Dark Crystal, I am joined by my favorite gelfling, returning to the show, Robin Buckley. Welcome back, Robin.
1: Thanks for having me, and thanks for watching this amazing movie with me.
0: <laughs> this was uh, one of the first movies you wrote about when you started writing for us, right?
1: It was. It was one of the early ones. I I have such an affection for it.
0: <laughs> Yay. Um, I I don't remember if we talked about it, and we'll obviously get into it, but uh, I don't remember if we talked about it when you posted your article, and this might have been even before you were... That we were on your radar, I don't know. At our first ever F this movie fest, um, we did nineteen eighty two, and we watched this movie, and it made sense at the time because I am a fan of the movie, and I feel like it represents a kind of movie that was really only possible at a very in a very small window in movie history. Um, mm. But it was like it didn't it didn't play <laughs> because it's it's uh. It was a lesson learned. Like, I love it. I love Blade Runner. But both of those, I think, were maybe the wrong kind of movie for that event. Um, yeah,
1: I, I can't picture, like, live tweeting jokes during it. Exactly. It's so... It takes itself so seriously. And it is so kind of... It is serious that, like, I don't know. There's there's no real levity in it.
0: No. And it's, it's a, a little slow uh yes <laughs> you know I, anyway, anyway we'll get into that uh but before we start talking about the dark crystal uh you know i just mentioned f this movie fest i had uh sort of tweeted something out from the f this movie account a couple of weeks ago with a date and then people were all excited and then i deleted that tweet because we had to change the date so please stay tuned to f this next week for the announcement on uh, on the next F This Movie Fest. We're very excited about it. Um but, looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, Robin, have you seen anything good lately?
1: I have. Um, so this past weekend, I introduced two people who have never seen Clueless before to the amazingness of Clueless. They had somehow never seen it. And... I don't understand that. I guess one of them was born the year it came out, but that doesn't seem like an excuse to me. <laughs> um, they both loved it, which I was really happy about because I feel like they're coworkers of mine and I feel like if they hadn't liked it. It was just, you know, I just Make things to uncomfortable, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> just be like, I can't work here anymore. <laughs> um, no two no, weeks I... notice, literally. Just walk in, <laughs> just walk flip out. a
0: desk. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. I I love that movie so much. I I think it might be perfect. Like I
0: uh, I know you guys Yeah, I think you're fun. right. I
1: feel like I feel like you're a fan of it as well. Very much uh, so. Every single every single person is perfectly cast.
0: Yeah.
1: Um sometimes in the past the Paul Rudd Alicia Silverstone thing bothered me a little cuz they they were once step-siblings, but like this time I was like, you know what? Don't even care about that <laughs> I'm cool with that too they're they're in love it's fine
0: <laughs> i for whatever reason it never phased me, and it probably should have, but like when I first saw it, I think I was so taken back by not seeing it coming like mm-hmm. when the movie started, necessarily I mean, there's a certain point where you're like, oh, okay, maybe there's something here, but I mean, I was probably too young to even pick up on it. But it's so rare to see a romantic comedy where, like, you're kind of surprised by who the person ends up with that I I gave it so much credit for that (laughs) without ever saying, like, oh, but is that weird? And now I'm just so used to it that I'm I'm all on board for it.
1: Yeah, well, they play, like, the early scenes as so kind of teasing and friendly that it's like, oh, they're going to become, like, best friends. And it's like, oh, no, 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 they're going to fall in love. I also think for a long time, I thought that he was like end of like late college and not that he was a freshman. And I was more weirded out when I thought he was like 22 to her, 15 turning 16. But when I was like, oh, he's 18. I was like, oh, that's fine.
0: (laughs) Stepbrother and age difference. I don't care. I'm on board. It's It's Paul Rudd. Um, Yeah, I think I think what threw me was like he seemed to be in the movie as sort of the counterpoint to her, you know, self-absorption or sort of that mall culture where and and I like that the movie kind of mocks his aesthetic and his worldview as well. Um but yeah, so I was like, oh, okay, he's just there to kind of call her out on her bullshit and not again anticipating that uh that they would end up together. And then you know, it's like one of my uh, it's legit one of my favorite um movie kisses of all time at the end because when they're kissing he like he touches her hair for a second and it's the greatest thing ever
1: i noticed that this time and i was like oh i'm falling in love with him just (laughs) as she is um and i feel like he has like a few other times where he kind of like puts his hand out and i was like oh this like it feels real yeah like i was like that feels like a real relationship i'm into that um and then i just love at the end when she's like they bet the money on the right. um, who's going to catch the bouquet and I was like yeah they, they're just oh, I love it so much
0: it's it's an unbelievably like great movie that should be like a horrible movie because again I remember the ad campaign and the poster and the title and it's all just so like what are they doing at uh, the fact that it's so smart and well acted and like sincere it's 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 so great
1: Yeah, the the ones that I watched with um, at one point they were like Wait, did like people actually dress like this back then? I was like, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, not exactly like
0: that, right? Eh, pretty much, it's a
1: heightened version, right? But pretty much. <laughs> um, do I go to next on my list? Sure. Um, all right. So I saw a few weeks ago in theaters. I went and I saw Coco. Okay. And it was in a packed theater, and I was a real creeper because it was a matinee. Uh, weekend one. So it was me sitting with all of the parents with their little <laughs> kids and they were probably like, why is this weirdo just in this theater? Um, I cried quite a few times. Nice. I was like, yeah, there was a, a family next to me that the father kept getting mad at like kids talking, which I wanted to just be like, dude, it's a movie for kids. Right. And they're also yeah. Children. Of course they're going to make noise. And I'm just like quietly sobbing while sitting next to him. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's he's judging me. He got mad uh, at
0: you too. Would you quiet down? <laughs>
1: uh, have you seen it?
0: I oh, Here's where I'm a garbage human being because <laughs> I have not seen it. It has been on because, again, we got a, a screener for it and my daughter is obsessed with it. So it is on in my house a lot. So I like pass by it all the time, but I don't want to just watch 10 minutes of it or something. So I try to avoid it. I'm like, no, I just need to sit down and watch it. But I have not yet done that.
1: It's, I don't know. It's it's really really good. Yeah. Um, it's a story that and like a culture that I haven't seen Pixar tell before. Or you haven't, mm-hmm. I haven't really seen kids movies tell before. And I felt like I was learning things that I I didn't know. Um, every single character is interesting. The the voice acting is amazing. I I yeah. I I'm just so fangirly this this episode.
0: <laughs> no, that's good.
1: Um, I was. I described it to my five year old niece, and now she's obsessed without, without having actually seen it. Yeah. So she just keeps wanting me to tell her about Coco. <laughs> and I'm like, you probably just need your parents or somebody to bring you. <laughs> it's more fun. Just act it out for
0: me. her. It's fine. It's
1: like telling her what happens.
0: Yeah. Put on the makeup. I, my daughter <laughs> every day is like trying to speak Spanish, and we, we renamed our Alexa computer because I'm a star trek nerd and uh so she'll be in the kitchen computer play un poco loco like you the computer does not understand you the computer does not <laughs> understand what you're saying
1: so the un poco loco scene is on youtube and lily had me i showed it to her and then like she watched it five times in a row oh my i didn't see her for a couple of weeks she sees me first thing she says is like can we watch you in Poco And I want to be like, you could have asked your parents to put this on. It's on YouTube.
0: It's special between you and her.
1: I guess. I guess. I'll take it. Someday she'll be a teenager and she'll hate me. So
0: <laughs> She'll just have her own YouTube channel.
1: Oh, God. I hope not. She she loves watching those videos of people just like opening.
0: Yes or like and playing I, with their toys and you're like what is it my kids I'll hear my kids playing and they'll start out by going hi guys and I'm like oh no oh no <laughs> this is how every youtube video opens <laughs> hi guys uh,
1: yeah she she just watches people open like shopkins and play with toys and i i don't understand i don't understand it
0: my son tries to watch this guy playing minecraft and he's like obsessed with him and i Every day, I'm like, I get upset because not that I'm upset that he like is watching TV, but I'm just like, can we watch something that people had to write, please? Can we watch something where you had to you had to have a talent or a skill to produce, (laughs) please?
1: So I feel like I'd be like, don't you just want to go play Minecraft yourself?
0: Right? Exactly. Why? Get the joy of the game. Mm -hmm. Right. (sighs) Youngins. Right.
1: (laughs) Uh, My next movie, and I know you saw this one. I talked about it on my five favorite foreign films. Was *The Villainess*. Ah, yes. This movie is so much fun. <laughs> uh, from the that opening, like I actually got a little dizzy from it. Video game style hallway fight, through like the motorcycle fight to the bus scene. I had I had more fun in that movie, I think than most that i have in a while um there were some there was like one scene that i wasn't super into because i i don't handle violence against certain people very well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and i'm guessing you know which scene i'm talking about uh um, do you mean
0: asian people because they were literally no. all asian in that movie
1: <laughs> no uh children <laughs> right, no, I
0: know. <laughs> okay
1: i was like oh no <laughs> He doesn't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's entirely possible that I wouldn't get it, but in this case, I did.
1: Um, Yeah, I I just had a lot of fun with that one. I feel like it would make... Have you seen The Man from Nowhere?
0: Uh, Yes, I love that movie. I
1: feel like it would make an awesome double feature with yeah. The Man from Nowhere.
0: Yeah, definitely. Just
1: kind of revenge, South Korean revenge flicks.
0: This weird thing is happening, though, where, like... Action movies have gotten so crazy in their action sequences that like, one, if it's not the craziest thing I've ever seen, I feel a little bit let down. Or two, I'm, I I'm I have like less patience for some of the dialogue scenes, which is terrible mm-hmm. because obviously that's what I should be invested in, right? That's why I should care about the action scenes. But in certain movies, uh, in particular, some contemporary action scenes, it's like action movies rather those scenes are so great that like once it's over you just want to get to the next kind of set piece um I so think what I, you're
1: saying is you want the villainess just like strung into just the action scenes
0: <laughs> maybe <laughs> none of the actual plot i feel like i'm describing this the way that people talk about porn where it's just like a, <laughs> where you fast forward through the talking scenes uh, show me what i came here for um there a docking scene this morning. <laughs> I, th- I think I don't know. It might have changed. <laughs> they might have changed. Actually, they probably did change it. Um, yeah. No, I was still I was still fully on board with that movie, and uh, I think I like kind of I think I blind bought it on Amazon Video because it was like six dollars, and I had a credit, so it was basically free, uh, and it was well worth it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's just it's a lot of fun. I watched like. I watched it and then I rewatched it before I did the article when I was alone both times. I yeah. was like, I feel like that would be one that would be really fun to watch in a group.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, but, and I know some people had difficulty watching like the opening scene because it is a little bit, it made me kind of feel a little sick at a certain point, like just motion sickness Yeah. from the first person. But if people haven't seen it, it doesn't do that the entire movie. It's only like 10 minutes.
0: No, I, uh, hardcore did you you didn't see hardcore henry did you
1: no i didn't think i'd like it
0: no you're fine it's not good uh it's that for an entire movie and again it goes back to uh why watch someone else play a video game wouldn't you rather play the game because that's that entire movie
1: yeah no i'm yeah i'm good (laughs) (laughs) um and the last one that I was going to talk about for what I've seen lately is... um actually have an article going up some point this week. Uh, the Wackness. Yes. With Ben Kingsley and Josh Peck and Olivia Thirlby and Fonka Johnson. Just lots of people. Um, I had seen it back in, I think it came out like 2008. I saw it around then and then just liked it a lot. Loved the soundtrack. I'm kind of obsessed with the soundtrack. And then... Kind of forgot about it. Remembered having, like, warm feelings, but kind of forgot about it. And then decided to write an article, rewatched it. And, like, I just had a lot of fun. I I thought it was good. Still love the soundtrack <laughs> so much. Um, ben Kingsley's not my favorite in it, but I think he's, Josh he's, Peck and Olivia Thirlby. He's doing thoroughly. a thing. I don't know what his accent is. <laughs> yeah, he's
0: he's doing a thing. I don't know.
1: See, I don't know if he's trying to sound American or he's trying to sound... Like a drugged out hippie, I, yeah. I I couldn't tell, but I thought Josh Peck and Olivia Thurlby were both really good, and I wish that they had more, like they'd done more. I know he was on like a TV show with John Stamos for a little while, and I'm I, she was in dread, but I don't know what she's been in since then. I
0: feel she's, like I'm missing. Something. She's somebody that I'm always happy to see show up and stuff. Yeah, but she doesn't show up in enough stuff yeah um and josh peck was like a disney kid right
1: uh nickelodeon he was on i grew up he's he's like my age i'm
0: old it's fine it's fine (laughs) no you're
1: not (laughs) um but he was on i think like the amanda show and then drake and josh and
0: then he's the josh of drake and josh
1: he's he's the josh of drake and josh and then went off and did um they're like there's some movie where it's like mean mean creek or something that's, it's yeah like, mean
0: Creek. he's the kid that everyone hates in mean creek that's where i know yes. him from but he's yeah. like a lot uh heavier yes. and yeah. very hate hateable yes <laughs>
1: he's not as hateable in the wackness he does some stupid stuff
0: right right
1: it's more you kind of just feel bad for <laughs> did, did you like it or? i
0: did i did i did i watched it again because we were talking about it and you had mentioned you were going to write something about it and i was like oh i've never seen it so I tried to fix that, and uh, it reminded me. Did you see Dope a couple years ago?
1: I didn't, and I heard I was somebody recently when I told them about the Wackness, Was like, you should watch Dope, and I was like, eh, I heard not great things. Well, hey,
0: if you like the Wackness, you might like, <laughs> <I> like Dope, <laughs> which isn't to say that either movie is bad. Um, and I actually think maybe the whackness is a, is more successful. Because I think Dope gets a little bogged down in like an actual sort of crime subplot, which doesn't really happen in the Wackness. Um, no, they, don't, even... they don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's like it's this movie that like plays at festivals and people kind of freak out about it. You could tell the director has talent. Uh, the music is really good and really fun. You know, dope is very similar. Um, sort of a coming of age story. There's a drug component. You know, there are a lot of similarities. So I can see how The Wackness was a movie that I heard about a lot when it was sort of making the festival rounds. And then it came out and kind of didn't blow up the way people thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like at the time it was most notorious because one of the Olsons is in it.
1: For like two scenes. Although yeah. Not, she's not bad. She's just there, and it's kind of weird.
0: Yeah, she's fine. It, it. I was studying her, and I was like, "You seem like, like when a, like when a pop star gets cast in something, and like they're not a great actor, but it's fine because the, what they're doing fits the role." And I, I thought that was weird because I was like, "You've literally acted your entire life. It's all you've done." Yeah, but.
1: Only in like TGI, uh, like the sitcoms. Sure, or.
0: sure. But I just feel like shouldn't you be better at it? <laughs> like
1: all of the acting talent went to Elizabeth Olsen. The
0: Smith. other, yeah, right. The the younger one. Yes, absolutely. Um, and
1: now, and now, Mary Kay and Ashley just uh, run their fashion empire, the Row. So
0: <laughs> they're and they're like crazy wealthy, right?
1: Oh yeah. Oh yes.
0: And not even from their. I mean, I know they made so much money off of, like, their TV and their kind of, like, movie industry, right? Because they were putting out, like, one direct-to-video movie a year. So I know they made a bank off of that. But, like, their fashion business makes them crazy amounts of money, right?
1: Yes. I don't know why I know so much about the Olsen. Listen,
0: it's fine. I get it. I don't know.
1: Um, what I'm getting from, so I don't, shouldn't watch dope, but I should download the soundtrack.
0: (laughs) Perhaps, perhaps the soundtrack is fun. Um, and at least, you know, this movie gets a a more of a pass because it's actually set in the nineties. For some reason, dope is, I believe set in the present day, but centers around characters who are like way into old school rap. Oh, I just assumed
1: that it took place in
0: the 90s. I don't think it does, but I I honestly could be remembering it wrong. So that, it it made some, that like, much of an impression.
1: That could just be how kids dress today.
0: <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what Drake and Josh was, so I'm out of touch.
1: <laughs> I mean, that was a show like 15 years ago, so I think
0: you're <laughs> <laughs> well, it was closer to my age then, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> What, uh, what's, uh, what's Drake up to?
1: Oh, I don't know.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't know if he's done much of anything. You're not
0: keeping tabs on these guys? <laughs> no. What the hell? <laughs> How am I ever going to find out about them? Um, <laughs> uh, anything else that you watch that you want to mention? Um,
1: um, okay. So have you ever heard of the movie Offside? sure <laughs> i watched that recently um it's is this a volleyball
0: iranian- movie no oh it then is no a <laughs> soccer
1: movie. it's an iranian okay. film from 2006 about a bunch of uh women who try to go and see a like world cup qualifying match in iran and get arrested but it's like a heartwarming story where they're just kind of stuck in this little like Jail pen thing outside of the stadium while the guards are there and the guards don't want to be there The women don't want to be there. They all kind of like each other like everybody's friendly and it's just this It's nice little kind of like not slice of life, but it's just heartwarming to watch Um, because everybody in it is like a kind person and they're just kind of like we're sorry We have to arrest you. We're not allowed to have women in the stadium. We hate it, too, and I don't know. It was one of those ones that it's not like any movie that I've seen. It's not like anything that we have really here. But if people get a chance, I think they should check it out.
0: You uh, you come off as so much more thoughtful and cultured than me because the movie I was thinking of was <laughs> Side Out, the, volley, the beach volleyball movie with C. Thomas Howell from 1990. <laughs> That I was like, oh, you just saw Side Out? No, you watched an Iranian film about social issues <laughs> and the human condition. And I'm like, the one with the beach volleyball and Soul Man? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> sorry. I'm not... Maybe a good double feature. <laughs> yes. You do the villainess and the man from nowhere, <laughs> and then you do offside and side out.
1: Um, and, and that's all I've got for what I've seen recently.
0: All right. Well, again, you're a like what you've been watching is is way better than what i've been watching um i don't want to I, I don't want to talk about most of what i've been watching because it's been really depressing like i, I, I
1: saw you said that like on, on <clears throat> your recent article or on twitter or something
0: yes oh yeah so, so it was in the review for uh mom and dad that i was like
1: i don't want to that
0: no you're fine it's just <laughs> everything i've been watching, and it's not even that's the thing it's like Cause I made a joke on Twitter. Like I need a break from the kinds of things that I watch, which, you know, I watch a lot of horror, a lot of exploitation. So of course there's going to be weird stuff. But even when I've tried to branch out and I watched like, uh, that one for crying out loud, (laughs) it's Christian Bale, uh, I can't remember what it's called hostels. It's called hostels. It's like a prestige movie, you know, that like was supposed to be up for Oscars and it has horrible stuff in there. I watched before I wake the Mike Flanagan movie and it's well-made and it's not exploitative, but it does center around like a couple who lost their child and the mom flashes back to him drowning. And it's like, I don't want to see any of this. Um, so what will I talk about? Okay. So I watched for the first time um, 10, the Blake Edwards movie from 1979 with Dudley Moore and Bo Derrick. Have you seen it?
1: I have not. I feel like I know it just because of all that. That's like where she's running on the beach. And yes. The dumb things in her hair
0: (laughs) that is correct she has the uh suburban girl spring break do yeah and uh (laughs) the one girl who goes to jamaica or cancun over spring break (laughs) and comes back with her suburban girl dreads here's the thing i just i keep trying to watch blake edwards movies because i keep thinking like he's a legend and he made all these movies and 10 is so popular and i i Every time I watch one of his movies, I'm like, I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand the appeal here. Um, with the exception of Victor Victoria, which I watched a couple months ago for the first time and was totally blown away by. It. It's, it's amazing. But everything else I watch is just like, oh, okay, so a guy in middle age who like wants to sleep with a lot of people. Oh, that's fascinating. Blake Edwards, <laughs> like, uh, and that's what Ten is basically. You know, Dudley Moore is together with julie andrews i can't remember if they're married or not i saw this a week ago and i already can't remember um but then you know dreams of hanging out with like the co-eds who live across from him and then runs into bo Derek and wants to have sex with her and i just for the life of me could not figure out why this movie is like why it has the reputation that it does, with the exception of, just as you said, like, oh, because there's a scene where Bo Derek runs on a beach? Like, who cares? But apparently, that's enough to give this movie lasting power. Um,
1: so wait, this movie has him, he already has Julie Andrews? Uh,
0: correct.
1: But she's perfect, so.
0: Right, yeah, why he's trying to trade uh, down for Bo Derek. <laughs> I
1: not that there's anything wrong with Bo. Derek.
0: Do not understand. Listen, I'm sure she's a very nice person. I know that she was a very, very popular sex symbol. Uh, I, I'm with you. I don't get it. Like if I'm living with Julie Andrews, I'm I'm not looking somewhere else. You know, like I'm not I'm like oh cool braids, Bo Derek. Uh, <laughs> and there's like a scene where. I guess this is a spoiler, but it's like the one famous scene in the movie besides her running on the beach when they finally kind of hook up. She wants to have sex to Bolero and it's but the, there's no joke. It's just like, let's put on Bolero and have sex. And then that's is the it, joke. I don't know. I don't know. I'm
1: like, is it played as a joke?
0: Or is I it don't like know. That's, that's the thing. I watch it? these Blake Edwards movies and I'm like, what is supposed to be funny? What What am I missing? Except for like, you know, the uh, a shot in the dark, like the first Peter Sellers Clouseau movie. I think that's funny, mm-hmm. um, but I watched like the actual Pink Panther not that long ago, and I just could not wrap my head around like where are the jokes in this movie? Um,
1: do you like Breakfast at Tiffany's?
0: Do you know I've never seen Breakfast at Tiffany's? Oh, okay. Well, should, then you don't know. I, if you do or I not. should probably see that one, right? Now that well, I've, I've seen ten, see yeah, <laughs> right. I for, I forget that that's Blake Edwards actually.
1: If you're if you're going through the uh, Blake Edwards filmography, right. I, I should guess. probably
0: see his most famous movie. Is what you're saying? Yes, <laughs> the one that like defined an entire like the whole Audrey Hepburn. That's another whatever. The same girl who goes on spring break. Uh, five years later, when she's in college, she uh, hangs an Audrey Hepburn poster in her room because she thinks she's the Audrey Hepburn of her group. Uh, Anyway, um, I watched a movie called The Bar, which is the latest movie by Alex De La Iglesias. And I haven't seen all of his movies, but he's a filmmaker whose every movie I would see um, because you just never know what you're going to get. Um, It's on Netflix and it's essentially about a group of people who are in a bar. They're strangers. And something happens outside um, and sort of inside at the same time. There appears to be some sort of outbreak and the bar is essentially quarantined off and they don't know what the outbreak is. They don't know what's happening outside. There's one person, a stranger in the bar who may be infected. And it's just sort of about how they deal with this, how they try to escape. It's like sort of a comedy, sort of a horror movie. I didn't love it overall, but I appreciate that I just was never sure where it was going or even what the tone was supposed to be, Mm -hmm. which is, I feel like, the case for every one of his movies that I've seen. Um, He did a movie called Witching and Bitching a few years ago that was just – it's bananas, but like in a good way because you watch it and you're like, well, I've never seen this movie before. Uh, And even the bar, which has a setup that's very familiar to anybody who watches, you know, genre movies. Um, Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure where it was going. And I I, I think there's something to be said for that. Like I said, I I didn't necessarily love where it all ended up. But, uh, you know, when you see enough movies, eventually you can appreciate when it's like, well, I can't predict this one and that's worth something.
1: Should I check it out?
0: I mean maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, sure or or don't, you know, like uh
1: either Is way. It better than mom and dad.
0: Is it be- uh yeah, I think it's better than mom and dad. <laughs> mom and dad was like frustrating because it's not terrible, but it's like you can see pieces of a good movie in there and you just wish like, oh, you should have followed through on that or Pursued that idea. And and honestly, Selma Blair is great in it. And mm-hmm. she doesn't get enough stuff, I don't feel like. Um I
1: wish she was in more.
0: Yeah, because when is she not great, you know? Yeah. Cruel intentions, she steals that whole movie. She
1: was in um she was in like the Ryan Murphy O. J.
0: thing, yes, right? She, she was, was Chris she Jenner. Was, she was <laughs> Ugh. And it was so just like she existed just to be like kim chloe come to dinner it's like get it they're the kardashians like yeah we got it we got it uh, that show was a frustrating experience for me
1: i i liked some of it i like yeah um
0: sarah I mean, sarah paulson was amazing
1: and uh sterling k brown yes like,
0: That's the thing. It's like parts of it were like the worst show I've ever seen. (laughs) And then parts of it were amazing. And I was like, well, this is maddening. (laughs) That I'm just getting whiplash. I actually thought Schwimmer was weirdly good.
1: Oh, he was good. I didn't like Cuba Gooding Jr. in it that much.
0: Uh, No, or Travolta. Like, what is he doing? What is John Travolta doing in this movie? TV show, sorry. (laughs) Whatever. It was
1: (laughs) a <laughs> have you
0: started watching the the gianni versace one
1: no but because like i know that case even less like i remember i mean i was a kid but like i remember watching like the white bronco chase right, and right, right. kind of following this stuff as much as my like child brain could understand it yeah but i didn't remember like the versace stuff happening at all so i'm like eh, do i care <laughs> <laughs> i mean maybe if it maybe it's well done though. I'll watch it. I don't know I got
0: 10 I got 10 minutes into the first one. <laughs> and I was oh, like, that's, eh, that's, you know Yeah <laughs> like Maybe once Penelope Cruz shows up I'll be more invested <laughs> but right now I'm just like I don't know I just <laughs> Life is too short I could be re-watching the first three seasons Of The Office which is something else I've been doing that's probably more pleasant. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what, uh, I, I want to like bring up maybe one more movie. I'll just bring up the fact that uh, last week I started a new semester of my uh, film class that I teach. And the first night I try to show them something that I think they will like. And something that might challenge them a little and so, which turns out anything challenges them because they haven't seen any movies. And also that is about movies. And so last semester I started with Hail Caesar because I was like, well, you know, it's got movie stars like that. They know Scarlett Johansson and George Clooney and Channing Tatum like surely that will be there in. And overwhelmingly it was voted as the least favorite movie that I showed all semester. So I thought <laughs> I will not show that again. Um so I started off class by showing Matinee, okay. which just came out on Blu-ray from Shout Factory. Uh, mine did not arrive in time, so I had to show some garbage standard definition DVD like a monster. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I've talked about the movie a lot. I've written about the movie on the site. I named it as one of my favorite movies years ago when we were doing that whole series. Um, I just think it's a perfect movie. Like that's like you said with Clueless, I think Matinee is a perfect movie in terms of structure in terms of how things are set up and paid off in terms of what it has to say about movies and monster movies and why we go to movies and why we love horror movies and what it's like to be scared in the real world I mean it was like weird to watch that movie just days after that whole missile scare in Hawaii I was like well this is insanely relevant um but yeah, I just think it's a perfect movie and anybody who has not seen it should really pick up that new Blu-ray cuz it's one of my favorite movies ever made.
1: I need to rewatch it cuz I saw it when I was a kid and then I don't think I've seen it since. Yeah. So, I should probably I'm going to take your advice. I should rewatch it.
0: It's very, very good.
1: Did your students like it?
0: I don't know. I don't know what they It's I I it, I could show a movie to a, an empty classroom and I would get the same response. Like
1: Have you had any movies that you've shown you've been like, yes, they loved that?
0: Not really. Um, I showed them Hollywood Shuffle last semester, and that got sort of a response. And then when I was surveying them at the end of the semester, I was like, uh, you know, what should I show more of? And a couple people wrote, more movies like Hollywood Shuffle. And I was like, well, what do you mean? More (laughs) comedies? More satire more like predominantly black movies. Like I don't, what aspect of Hollywood shuffle did you respond to? Because I feel like so much, I had to give so much context for that movie to even make sense to them. Um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm at the point now where I just, I'm showing stuff that I want to see. Yeah. Cause I'm like, if I got to be here and watch a movie for two <laughs> hours, uh, you know, we're going to watch stuff I like. So,
1: you just start bringing like intense horror exploitation.
0: That's what I did last semester. <laughs> I really <laughs> did. While we're
1: watching it. <laughs> Right?
0: I was like, I was trying to teach them about Kurosawa and then I moved into westerns and instead of showing them a Kurosawa movie or like a John Ford movie, I was like, fuck it, we're going to watch Django. And so I showed them Django <laughs> which none of them liked. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's fine. Um,
1: I. Oh. Go ahead. I know you said, because I did the article, did you like Eyes of Laura Mars?
0: I did like Eyes of Laura Mars, yeah.
1: Okay. Was it weird seeing Tom, um, Tommy Lee Jones that young? Because it like the entire movie, I'm like, why aren't you old? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> why aren't you just old and... and... Grizzled. <laughs> yeah, right? Just uh, craggy. Um, I've seen enough movies of him younger that mm-hmm. it, I, I'm kind of used to it. Um, if you've never seen uh, Rolling Thunder... It's one of the all-time great young Tommy Lee Jones movies. Um yeah, no, I dug it. Uh I forgot like I remembered it when I started it and then halfway through I remembered that John Carpenter had written it. Mm-hmm. Uh which was kind of cool. It's it's very strange the way that it sets up something very supernatural and then is just a murder mystery. <laughs> like it just but then abandons at
1: the end, it's just like yeah, right. the ending I think like the ending kind of just feels like they were just like, guys, we're like out of film and we have you for like four more hours.
0: This <laughs> right. is how it's ending. Like, right. I, I, at a certain point, I know they just have to pick a killer, but like.
1: They, they do not explain why she has these visions.
0: Exactly. Or, yeah. That <laughs> just anything. gets tossed away. Like, okay, that was, there was some <laughs> magical shit happening in this movie. Do we want to talk about that? No, we're good. Okay. Nope. All right. <laughs> nope. Um, And it was sad because uh, I'm going to say her name wrong. I think Darlene Flugel, um, who just passed away, she is in the movie. Um, She's one of the models and she shows up in a bunch of movies in the 80s and stuff. And she literally a week or two ago just died. So so that was sad. So way to bum me out. Thanks a lot. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Great job. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) All right. Let's talk about The Dark Crystal let's I feel like this is a movie that people either love or have no patience for
1: are you gonna say you have no patience
0: no I love it I grew up on it um I this was like one of you know 10 movies that my siblings and I watched again and again um as kids it's very weird like the kinds of movies that we were drawn to and I think it helped shape the kind of movie watcher that I am today because I'm drawn to specific kinds of movies. And I think part of the reason why I love those the early 80s so much is because there were so many of these movies, sort of post-Star Wars studios were like, oh, okay, fantasy and science fiction and horror and all these things, you know, there's an audience for this stuff. And so a lot of those movies were getting made and playing in theaters. Um,
1: Now, when... When like the Dark Crystal was coming out, was yeah. it advertised as like a kids movie?
0: I think so. I, honestly, it
1: doesn't like I, I it doesn't play like it would be like a popular kids movie.
0: No. Just like, like a
1: a blockbuster style kind of kids
0: movie. Right, but it was it was sold so much. My memory, I was I I'm old, but I was pretty young when that movie <laughs> came out and uh I was young enough that actually well, I'll tell that story in a second. Um so my memory is Or maybe I'm writing this memory in my head based on what I assume to be the case, that it was very much sold on Jim Henson's name. And Jim Henson was so associated with kids entertainment between The Muppet Show and Sesame Street that I think people hear Jim Henson and they say, oh, it's Jim Henson, it's puppets, it's got to be for kids. And it's not really. I mean, it's not not for kids. It's not that it's so adult that it's inappropriate for kids.
1: But I feel like kids would find it boring yeah if they weren't into like the kind of fantasy right. stuff already right i feel like like i i don't know like i can't imagine showing it to a kid today that's just kind of into like mainstream stuff
0: no no well like, again i, I it would play for them. it didn't a few years ago with adults during <laughs> this movie fest people are like what is this um <laughs> and i will admit you know on a narrative level. I don't think it's like the strongest movie, you know, like, um, but I also don't care because it's beautiful. It's yeah. I mean, it's so amazingly ambitious and so gorgeously realized. And I mean, just every shot I'm like, oh my God, I, it makes me sad that we didn't get more of these kinds of. Movies, you know, I mean, it, it always gets name checked with Labyrinth again because of the Jim Henson connection. And I know you had written about Labyrinth as well. Um, for me, it's yeah. no contest. I'm I am team Dark Crystal all the well, way.
1: You're not a huge Labyrinth person, right? I'm,
0: I'm not really. No,
1: Like I feel like you had an article about not. I might have. A huge, I might a huge have. Fan of <laughs> um, Whereas I started watching Labyrinth when I was probably three and it was just one that. I was obsessed with growing up and I didn't see dark crystal until I was a little probably like middle school, maybe early high school. And I remember thinking this is going to be just like labyrinth. I love labyrinth and being confused when it wasn't like,
0: (laughs) I had the inverse. I had the exact (laughs) inverse where I sat down and watch labyrinth. Like this is going to be like the dark crystal. Wait a minute. Why are there people in this? Why am I supposed to care about that repellent hoggle character? (laughs) right? Is that the weird little troll dude? That's, that's
1: all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I always laugh because at one point she calls him Hogwarts and I'm just like, yeah, Harry Potter joke, <laughs> even though uh, before Harry Potter, <laughs> um, but there's no, there's no, you know, David Bowie singing in the dark right. crystal. And I no. feel like it could have used a little of that.
0: <laughs> well, so we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording and I, I meant to watch both. Um, But there exists a sort of work... There's like a couple different um, work print versions. I think there's like a full-on bootleg work print that actually exists that you can find online. And I know we have commenters who've talked about it before on our site. Then there's something else um, that's sort of fan-made called like director's cut or director's edit of the dark crystal. It used to be on YouTube. It's not anymore, but it is not hard to find. Um, and I started watching some of it and it's a situation where I think somebody went back and tried to alter the movie to more closely resemble what Jim Henson had originally intended because the version of the movie that he made was weirder and far less accessible if you can believe it
1: which yeah that's <laughs> i'm just trying to sure what that even
0: well thinking. i don't think there was like a lot of the voiceover that explains the world and the whole like the crystal was split and it you know broke off into two and there's mystics and there's skexies i think most of that's gone um, the skexies don't talk okay. they they just sort of like grunt and make sounds and communicate well, that way. Yeah, I think there was less dialogue, less voiceover. Um,
1: I, I might actually be into that. I don't know, because the, the voiceover is like, I get why it's there, because this is a very, it's a new story that people aren't going to really like right. know who any of these creatures are. But it's also kind of droning at times
0: yeah it's um, it's very reminiscent again of the of the of the Blade Runner voiceover which they eventually yeah. took out where it's like oh you can tell that this is in here because someone said I don't get it people aren't going to yeah. get this can you please <laughs> give us some context
1: or I was like I was re-watching it for for the podcast and I was just like it almost gave me like a nature documentary vibe <laughs> where it's like yeah these are like the creature that lives here right and right I, I was like, which is a thing, but yeah, I could I could be into it not existing.
0: And I wonder if, like, would we only be okay with that because we know because we the know story? It. Right. That's true. Would That's we be true. completely lost if the only version that ever came out had none of that stuff?
1: That's true. And I then I if know. you didn't have the Skeksis talk, you wouldn't have Chamberlain's, like, weird little... Hmm? which is one of the greatest things
0: i mean he's like (laughs)
1: like he's so punchable
0: (laughs) he's he's like one i just i think he's such a great character Uh, like i love chamberlain and i know i probably shouldn't love chamberlain um but even as a kid i was way more into the skexies than i was the gelflings Gelflings or the mystics super boring especially jen he kind (laughs) of sucks like
1: he does he's (laughs) he's kira at least like she can talk to animals yes, and like she, she knows how to heal things and she, she has
0: wings
1: like she can do stuff yes and i was like when i was rewatching it i was laughing at the fact that there's i'm it's okay if we skip around oh yeah of uh, course <laughs> when they're like with the podlings or like i like to call them the potato people and <laughs> he's just like yeah the mystic told me to go get the shard and uh that was all. And then he died. And I was like, Jen, you're terrible at this. <laughs> like, I mean, I guess that's also on like his master mystic guy for not, right. I don't know, over like however many years it's been telling him, hey, there's a prophecy. <laughs> you're going to have to do this instead of waiting until he was on his deathbed to be like, go to some old lady and get a shard and then figure right. it out. Right. But I was like, man, Jen, I kind of want the Skeksis to win. <laughs> like,
0: i uh, I mean... Jen's voice performance doesn't help. Um, yeah. He's just a little bit like whiny and kind of passive. And again, I appreciate, and I don't know how much of this I got as a kid. I certainly laughed at the line, you know, you have wings. Uh, of course not. You're a boy. Um, I, I've, I've always appreciated that line. Um, but as an adult, I appreciate even more how sort of progressive that movie is in terms of. I mean, I watch movie after movie after movie where uh, the male hero, uh, you know, takes on sort of a female sidekick who accompanies Mm -hmm. him and they fall in love or whatever. And then at a certain point, she's kidnapped and he has to rescue her or whatever. And the Dark Crystal, even though though it's, you know, 30 something years old now, uh, inverts all of that. And Kira is like totally the more active character character. Uh, she has more abilities. She's stronger. She's smarter. She's better in every way. And the movie, yes. you know, never uh, makes excuses for Jen or any of that. He just kind of sucks. And that's okay yeah. because Kira is awesome. And, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I just appreciate all of the ways in which Jim Henson was always so fucking progressive.
1: Yes. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think what i was gonna say next. <laughs> I, um yeah, she Kira's like each rewatch I'm just like, You you get cooler and cooler and yes. Jen, I'm sorry, you get lamer and lamer. And yes. I kinda wish that Kira was like the one who, you know, puts the shard in and stuff like she, but she still saves the day because he drops it like an idiot.
0: Yeah. Right. No, she, he's, she's the reason he's able to do it and she gets killed for it. You know,
1: she gets stabbed in the back.
0: Right. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, I'm sure I've had the thought like, well, shouldn't this be Kira's story? But no, that structure would not work if like this awesome, female character was on this quest and at a certain point just picked up like a whiny puss of a <laughs> gelfling. Like, why is that interesting? Uh, so the way that it's structured makes more sense. Yeah. Um, do
1: you like Agra? Cause I, I love Agra.
0: I do like Agra. Um, um, I feel bad because I knew a girl in junior high who looked so much like Agra that I think I would refer to her as Agra, like behind her back, never to her. But I just, you know, those moments where you realize like, oh, kids are the worst. Like, and I was the worst as a kid that I would ever refer to this girl again, not to her uh, as Agra. Like, that's not cool. Yeah. But she's a great character.
1: I just like the scene where she gets taken by the skeksis, mm-hmm. and she just walks in and just starts berating them. Yes. Like she <laughs> doesn't doesn't give a fuck. Like right
0: again, like, there are oh, two female she can take characters. All of these yes, out. <laughs> there are two female characters in this movie, and they are the two strongest characters in the movie.
1: Yeah, although in the like making of, I, I watched the making of documentary <laughs> for the Dark Crystal, and they kept saying that it was like they. I guess some of the Skeksis are actually supposed to be female and you just can't tell, but they all seem very male to me. Yeah. I was like, uh, I'm not really getting that. But yeah. It, it,
0: it but never sure. occurred to me that any of them were female, which is unfair, but like it never occurred to me. Uh, and
1: Ogre was originally voiced by a man and I'm glad that they switched to that.
0: Voiced by Frank Oz. Yes.
1: I think so. Yeah. I and think then so. They, um, they switched it out. they were like, this doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Um, so as a kid, I, I, my whole life, and I, this always sounds weird when I say it, um, I've always been just obsessed with like puppets. I don't know why. Like, I don't want to be a puppeteer, but as a kid, I was so drawn to any kind of puppet. Um, I was obsessed with Sesame Street as early as I can remember. I was obsessed with the Muppet Show. Um, mm-hmm. You know my kindergarten teacher had like two puppets in the classroom and that's all I would play with. Um, and so the dark crystal was like, so on my radar because here's an entire movie of puppets. And I was so drawn to that. Um, but I couldn't see it as a kid. And I remember there was a day where my dad took my older sister and my older brother to see it. And I, that night I wanted to watch like, a. uh, they used to do these TV, these Spider-Man TV movies with Nicholas Hammond and they were showing one of them. And I was like, what Spider-Man, uh, you know, in, in three dimensions or whatever, you know, like, because again, there were all these things that I was interested in. And so whenever they would become like, I don't know how to, how to explain it, like real, um, mm-hmm. because I was just, you know, Spider-Man was just this flat cartoon cartoon in comic books for me. So all of a sudden it's like, Oh, there's an actor playing Spider-Man or even, I think that's part of the thing with puppets is like, they are supposed to be inanimate flat drawings or whatever. And suddenly it's like, they've come to life and there's something about that that fascinated me. So I was obsessed with seeing the Spider-Man movie. Nobody in my family wanted to watch it, of course. And we only had one TV. Um, So I remember my dad saying to me, okay, well, if you don't watch the Spider-Man movie, I will take you to see, I think the Empire Strikes Back must have been in re-release at that time. Mm-hmm. So I remember he came back from the Dark Crystal, dropped off my brother and sister, picked me up, and then took me to see Empire Strikes Back. And that's like what may be my earliest movie-going memory, because I would have been maybe four or five. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was like, oh my God, you're going to see two movies in one day (laughs) like he was a superhero that he was seeing two movies cut to me as an adult just like sitting in a movie theater for 28 (laughs) hours just like yeah bring it on um but so i was obsessed with the dark crystal we had the comic book adaptation i read it cover to cover again and again and again it was like the one comic book i brought with me on our annual fishing trip to wisconsin i didn't fish so i would just read the dark crystal comic book over and over again the making of special that you're talking about would show up on PBS during like
1: I was, I was wondering if it was like a PBS thing.
0: It 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 would show up like during their telethons. Mm-hmm. So it was always like a a score if like It's a Saturday afternoon and oh my God, they're running the making of The Dark Crystal because A, it's something to watch on PBS, which usually was not the case with the exception of Sesame Street. You didn't really go to PBS Um, and it was like I could see parts of The Dark Crystal, you know, uh, having not yet seen the movie. It wasn't like it was showing on cable. We didn't have it on VHS or anything like that because it was too early. So it was the most access I could get to the movie before actually seeing the movie. So I must've watched that making of special half a dozen times at least. Mm
1: -hmm. So at what point did you finally get to see?
0: I don't remember. (laughs) Like I remember all the buildup, but I don't remember. I mean, I must've watched it on cable at some point. And then once I saw it, then it was like, I just watched it again and again and again. And, again, was in love with the world of it, loved pretty much every character except for Jen and the Mystics. I mean, it's not that I have anything against the Mystics, but they, would just, they, don't, they just walk across yeah, like, the right. desert for a while. But I loved the Skeksis. I loved Agra. I loved Kira. And I, my, I think my favorite of all was Fizzgig. Anytime Fizgig oh. was on screen, I was a happy boy.
1: Yes. Her little rabid dog thing.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Well, I just love like the scene where... Kira is like calling for the animals to help get her out of the soul draining chair thing. I'm sure it has a name that I don't know. I believe it's the soul draining Um, chair. (laughs) I just, all of them are slightly different, like creature (laughs) creations or like you see them in the forest and there's, and all I can think is the, the workmanship
0: and like
1: everything they had to do to create this. I was like, I, I could never be that creative. And if I, in my entire life, like if I ever tried, I could never come up with like a quarter of the stuff they came up with in this movie i i don't know like watching it even just from a technical standpoint yes. I'm like it's it's insane like I don't understand how anybody is this much of a genius
0: it's it's not fair um i started (laughs) i've started to read the book um street gang a few times which is about jim henson and sort of the creation of sesame street and i rarely make it past it's not the forward it might be the first chapter um which is like this scene in which he's at a dinner with some executives and basically says like i will never license the sesame street characters like uh for commercial purposes you know like Kids need to be able to trust something. Uh and trust that it's not selling them something. Um and I always have to stop reading it because I get so sad that like we will never have another Jim Henson. Yeah.
1: Like not, they still like they still have the Henson, you know, like production company yeah. and stuff, but it's not it's not the same.
0: It's not. Um for a lot of reasons, it's not. Um I appreciate that, you know, Brian Henson is still trying to do a lot of things. He has a movie that's supposed to be coming out this year. That's sort of a mix of puppetry and live action. Um, He was Was it
1: like, is it supposed to be kind of adult? I feel like.
0: Yeah. It sounds like um, Roger Rabbit, but with puppets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I believe it's R rated.
1: Okay. That's yeah.
0: Um, Interesting. Yeah. And like he was involved in Farscape. Did you watch Farscape?
1: I didn't I know what it is, but I didn't watch it
0: it's a it's it's an amazing show uh okay. in part because of his involvement and and some of the stuff they do with the puppets on that There's one character who's just a puppet you know um and it's it's pretty rad, but like <clears throat> it's not the same you know for a lot of reasons um i just i can't I can't think of another movie with that level of imagination. Mm -hmm. on display I
1: I was trying to think of that today or like anything recent that would be kind of that level and I was like I mean I don't know I guess like Guillermo del Toro kind of has probably that level of imagination but it's not it's not working with like the puppetry the way that Henson did which makes it feel more real. I don't
0: know. And I, I, you know, again, I think part of the thing is Jim Henson being who he was and making this movie at the time that he did allowed it to exist. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that del Toro, you know, he's never made a movie that builds an entire world from scratch. He's never, because he's never been allowed to, like, I'm, I'm confident that he could, if he were given free reign to do so, but I just feel like there would be too many, Studio people or financiers saying like, yeah, we need to have some adult characters. You know, we need to have some humans. Um, Yeah. And so this movie being allowed to just be puppets and invent it. You know, even something like Avatar, which is theoretically very imaginative. Like, one, nothing about the way Avatar looks is particularly... Visually compelling to me, except for I mean, the mm-hmm. colors are neat. Like it's very mm-hmm. bright and colorful, but nothing about the designs uh, are that interesting to me. But what's more is, as soon as something is a CG rendering, it just doesn't have the same effect on me.
1: Well, it just doesn't have any weight to it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I was like, watching. Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh no, I was gonna say. I know, like you're watching when you're watching the Dark Crystal. It's like, yeah, it's clearly puppetry and puppets, but they made them so lifelike and like when they move or they fight, like you can tell that they're actually hitting each other. Right. And I was like, even though there's no human characters, you know, when the Gartham come in and are taking all the podlings and stuff, I'm like, I still feel like it's a real thing that's happening.
0: Yes. 100%. Even today, as I was rewatching, there's that shot of the, you know, I mean, there are many shots of the mystics just essentially walking across, you know, a bunch of stone basically. (laughs) And yet I was watching it and I was like, but you can tell that there are people inside those costumes based on the way they move and the way that the light hits them. You know, natural light hits real objects differently. And I know that. CG artists continue to try to recreate that and they've gotten very good at it but I just think there's always going to be something that tells your brain that's not real. I'm not looking at a real thing hitting being hit with real light and yeah, the dark crystal you, you are. Understand. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're so smart about the way that every once in a while they'll cut to something that Gives it <clears throat> not additional weight, but I'm thinking early on, there's the scene of Jen where he's like running across those rocks. It's a real long shot. Um, and it's clearly, you know, an actual person instead of the puppet. It's a little kid or a little person who they just filmed from very far away running. And yet, you know, any of those full body shots, like they trick you for the next 15 puppet shots. Because every once in a while they remind you, like, no, 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 this is a full person, you know, quote-unquote. Um, not, we're not just looking at the upper uh, upper halves of puppets for the entire movie.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's not somebody with, like, their hand shoved up.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a very different movie.
1: Watch, and, like, the in the making of, um, they show how, like, the, the mystics get around, and it's, like, the people are literally just, like, squatted down kind of on, like, their haunches. Yeah. And just like shuffling around with one arm straight out. Right. And then they said the weight of the entire costume was on their head. So they had to keep their head pushed forward. And I was like, that sounds like hell. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <clears throat> but people did it. I don't know. It's, that's that's art to me.
0: <laughs> Everything about, I mean, just think about building those sets and designing those ah. creatures. And it's just every single thing is brought to life with such attention to detail. Yeah. Um, I just, I, again, I understand people who are left cold by the story. Um, there's enough of it, you know, to get me from the beginning to the end that I'm I'm yeah. OK with it. But uh, I just think it's Maybe. it's such a singular movie and it's it's the only movie of its kind. You know, yeah. uh, I remember um, when Trey Parker and Matt Stone made uh, Team America. They after the fact said, oh, it's the hardest thing we ever did. We will never, ever do anything like that again. Like and they were just using marionettes, you know, which I know yeah. presents its own set of problems. But like they th- take that and then times it by three, you know, I feel like and maybe you're getting to what the dark crystal is trying to pull off. Yeah. Was I was <laughs> <laughs> There's a you you brought up earlier the the uh, the soul sucking or the the essence sucking chair, and yeah. um, that is an example. And I remember it every time I get to the scene um, of what they refer to as Kinder Trauma, <laughs> you know uh, things that scar you as a child. There okay. were a handful for me. Uh, I have many. Yeah. Um, what I are wrote, what I wrote are articles for you? Oh, that's right. You. That's right.
1: Uh, killer Clowns from Outer Space, Gremlins. Velociraptors, um, and Chucky, but specifically just a picture of him from Child's Play 2. <laughs> I was I was about three years old, and there was the ad for Child's Play 2, and it's like the smile and the little bit of blood. Yeah. And my dad said, jokingly, was like, you want to see this? And I had nightmares for like weeks. <laughs> I had no idea what the movie was about. I was just like, I don't like that little kid's face. <laughs> and my brother had a My Buddy doll that was made
0: me think of it so he right. was like huck it at me oh no <laughs> oh, it helped no. <laughs> see and I, I um again i was older when most of those things came out but killer clowns is another example of like i saw a commercial for that and all i wanted to do was see that movie because it, it speaks to that weird puppet thing again where it's like oh guys in suits that aren't real but look real i, I was so fascinated by all that stuff um So one of them for me was the scene where the podling has his essence drained.
1: Oh, yeah, I don't like that.
0: (laughs) It was so nightmarish for me. And there was a representation of it in the uh, comic book adaptation that even that I had a hard time looking at. (laughs) And I was watching it today. I'm like trying to figure out what part of it was bothering me. Um, I mean, I don't like the way the eyes go dead. I don't like the way the skin sinks in. I've always had issues with that. Like um, any kind of like bladder effects under the skin and any like a uh, uh. werewolf transformation where the skin starts to like bulge or bubble. I hate that shit. It it upsets me greatly. <laughs> um, and so this is that in reverse where it kind of sinks in. But today I was like, you know what I think it is? I feel like I pinpointed it. It's the way that he's like breathing heavily. Oh, it's such a specific detail, but it's awful. Do you know what I mean? Like it would be one yeah. thing for him to just be sitting there and this is happening. But the whole time he's like
1: freaking out and,
0: and, and like breathing Pardon. really heavily. It's such a weird, amazing detail that just tells yeah. you like, Oh, they knew what they were doing on a level that I can't even comprehend.
1: Yeah. I feel like, that scene doesn't bother me as much. I can I get I get it. Um,
0: <laughs> it's I no always... picture of Chucky. I get it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, in in uh, in the dark crystal, I I hate the scene when the Skeksis are eating and they're just like throwing the. uh, they're just so disgusting. Yeah. I made the mistake of like having a snack. Well, one of the last times I watched the movie, and they're just so gross. And the scene when they rip the Chamberlain's clothes off.
0: Yeah. That's a thing. I don't
1: like that. I, because, again, funny.
0: because of the noises that he's making.
1: Little, like, yeah, like little squealy noises yes. that he makes. And like, I don't want to pity him, but like, right. I feel so bad. And I the first I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, they're going to kill him now. Like right. I just right. kept waiting for that. And I was like, well, this is a weird kids movie. <laughs> 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 um, but like, it's almost worse that they just shame him and then kick him out.
0: Right, right. But again, it just – it makes him the most interesting character in the movie for me because he spends the entire movie just trying to get back in and manipulating yeah. and I just – he's he's so fascinating to me and he's – again, he is so like pathetic and awful but just yeah. so interesting. Um, one
1: one thing I noticed this time and maybe, maybe he does it the whole time but when he – finds the gelflings at, like, the ruins. Yes. And he starts talking to them. He's talking to them like they don't speak the language, right? Like, they're idiots. Because he just keeps being like, me help.
0: Right, right. Come right.
1: with. And I'm like, <laughs> you weren't talking like that before. Right. You, you could form sentences. And, and like, he squeals more and more. And then when they run off, he's just like, please. And he goes real Oh, and
0: I love the way it gets, like, all weird. Um, yeah have you ever seen um the last unicorn yes okay there's like a skeleton in that movie and he gets some wine and then he freaks out because he realizes that she's a unicorn and he starts screaming it's that same effect and last unicorn was another movie i saw so many times like time bandits last unicorn dark crystal you could see these all have something in common (laughs) these were the movies i grew up on with my siblings um and it's that same thing where like this character all of a sudden becomes really scary mm-hmm. and they weren't a second ago. Um, I I love, I love the way he changes in that moment. And I wonder, I feel like now we need to watch this work print version because if the Skeksis aren't talking at all, like what is that scene?
1: at him just making weird grunty right <laughs> and no wonder
0: they don't understand <laughs> no wonder they're just like huh what all right we're gonna go <laughs> and he's still yelling no. at them
1: No, <laughs> in the work print do like the other characters talk
0: I it th- just yeah following? no yeah right <laughs> i mean it almost could be but uh i think the other characters talk well we know agra talks because she was frank oz oh that's true i think the Gelflings talk. Um. I don't know. I mean, I guess that would just leave the mystics. I don't know if they talk or not.
1: The mystics don't really need to talk. No, right? Walk across things.
0: (laughs) I remember being super upset, too, as a kid. You had brought up the scene earlier where uh, Kira breaks out of the chair and all the animals fly on that Skeksis, which for the longest time, by the way, I didn't know Skeksis was singular and plural. So I would always call them a Skeksis.
1: I had to look that up before I wrote my article and it was like, nope it's always gexy. It's I appreciate
0: gexy. that attention to detail. Yeah, I was I said it wrong for years. Um but so they all attack him and he falls in. I remember as a kid feeling bad that all the animals that were on him also died.
1: This time when I was watching it, I was like, oh, I hope those animals got it
0: off. Right. They sacrificed their lives for Kira. <laughs> Luckily but it wasn't also, for Jen.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, at least at least do it for somebody worthwhile.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um Do you think they I wouldn't like- have come if Jen tried to call them? They would have just <laughs> pretended to be busy.
1: <laughs> they just stay in their cages.
0: What? No. I'm I'm doing a thing <laughs> right now.
1: <laughs> um, I do like that because um all of the mystics correspond to the Skeksis Yes. since they are of one. Um I like that when they're walking and the like scientist guy falls down into the lava that's under the castle. Um that the guy just the mystic just like burst into flame yes like sponge and they all just kind of side-eye and they're just like all right keep
0: going and they keep going it's it, again it's an amazing moment it's an amazing moment to just to realize like oh we need to show what happens then to the the corresponding mystic and the way that they're just like yeah that's what happens and they keep going it's amazing to me
1: they're like that guy doesn't get to turn back into his normal self at the end,
0: Again, I love, you know, all of the sort of political subtext of the movie, the way that the Skeksis are sort of like, for lack of a better word, the 1%, you know, uh, just the awful ruling class battling for power and they want just stuff and they're stuffing their faces and they live in this big opulent castle, even though it looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Um and that Jim Henson's heart is so clearly with the sort of spiritual, peaceful, minimalist mystics. Um, I just love that. And then watching it today, honestly, it, it took on a a kind of a different resonance for me. And, and this has been there all along, so I don't know why it went over my head, but... Uh, the notion that like, so at the end of the movie and, and I can't remember what they're called. They have a name when they come together.
1: Oh, it might be like a weird. Cause the mystics have like an actual name. That's not mystics. Hmm. And when they come together, it's some weird combination of their names.
0: Oh, the or um, Yes. That's a, not a good name. No, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so they're the Ur Ur Alright. Again, super cool design. Um, I love the way that they just like are illuminated. Uh so cool. But so this idea that Jim Henson is essentially acknowledging, like, yeah, you have to have both. The Skeksis are awful, right? But they are also part of us. They are they that side of us makes up who we are. We can't just be mystic and we can't just be Skeksis, essentially. Um, and at a time when I feel like, I don't know, man, I, it, I was... I are choosing one or the other. Yeah, like, half the country is like, you guys are Skeksis, you're horrible. And the other half is like, you liberal pussy mystics, you know? <laughs> like, for the movie to say, like, yeah, but couldn't we work better if we kind of acknowledged that we need to come together, you know? Um,
1: so we just, we need like America to be the earth.
0: Basically is what I'm looking for. (laughs) Okay. Uh,
1: For the better name though.
0: (laughs) Yes, please. Um, I, you know, obviously that is way too optimistic and idealized because, you know, uh, most, uh, Skexies that I see I want nothing to do with. <laughs> I am not interested in coming together but then I watch a movie like this and I'm like well god bless you Jim Henson for having this optimistic of a world view to suggest yeah. that such a thing is even possible um, it's kind of beautiful
1: do you know that they're coming out with a prequel series on Netflix I,
0: I'll tell you what I don't believe it um have like you don't think
1: it's actually gonna happen? No,
0: because for years they've been trying to make a sequel. Um, and I know the Spirit brothers were attached at one point, and I saw a bunch of concept art. It was gonna be called like the power of the dark crystal or something like that, um, for years and years, and that just has completely gone away, and now it has kind of morphed into this Netflix series, which yeah. I don't I said know it's filming. Okay, said
1: it's it's it began filming in uh november okay with, and it's with Louis Leteria. oh he did the yeah. that doesn't <laughs> that fill the... me that oh. Does, oh, that doesn't
0: fill me with okay. hope uh, oh good <laughs> yeah i mean he did make a couple movies that i liked uh but more that i didn't i think Maybe
1: now you see me so. <laughs>
0: exactly uh, okay So it's really. Let's hope now. (laughs) The Gelflings are all Vegas magicians. (laughs) Uh, And their big trick is they drug their audience. (laughs) Have you seen Now You See Me? That's the trick in the movie. They drug the audience. It's when my daughter, my daughter is a five year old, right? She says, like, okay, I'm going to put this in my hand. Now close your eyes. And I open them, and the thing is gone, right? And it's magic to her, because she's five, and she doesn't understand. You can't tell someone to close your eyes during a magic trick. That's what they do, and now you see me. They tell the audience to close their eyes. And not really. They force them to by drugging them.
1: So they just commit a crime. Like, like oh, literally. big time, yeah. I, mean, I know they're committing crimes, but, big like... Big time,
0: yeah. yeah. To be
1: honest, I didn't see it, because I didn't think it looked good.
0: It is an insane garbage movie. Um, <laughs> yeah okay. I mean, is the idea, I I honestly don't know, but like, are they doing it with puppets or is it all going to be like CGI that's meant to look like puppets?
1: Um, all I've got when I just looked it up was that the Jim Henson company is producing it with them. So maybe it'll actually.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's called The Puppets. Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, so it already yeah. has a shitty Transformers-sounding <laughs> title. What is wrong with titles? Why are titles so bad?
1: Well, also, it's like, in sorry, in this prequel to the classic, fantasy classic, three young gelflings inspire rebellion against the cruel emperor when they discover a horrifying secret. <sighs> but, like, we've watched The Dark Crystal, so we know what's going to happen to them. A,
0: a prequel is never a good idea. I can't think <laughs> I mean, of...
1: I guess if they had a sequel to The Dark Crystal, it would just be like, everybody is happy and the planet is at peace. Or
0: right they just reset, reset and like, oh, the crystal's broken again. Eh, we got to fix it. Like, yeah, they have <laughs> one, two options. But at least you wouldn't know where it was going. Whereas like a prequel can only end up in one place.
1: Where, where are The Dark Crystal started? Exactly.
0: Like, oh, in the last episode, I wonder if a shard will be broken out of the crystal. <laughs> hmm.
1: I wonder if all of these things except for two of them,
0: will get murdered. Right. Except we won't know about them, right? It'll be like the Luke and Leia in the Star Wars (laughs) prequels. Uh, uh, I hate everything. (laughs) But again, 1982, my favorite movie year ever. And a big part of it is because a movie like The Dark Crystal could exist and get released into theaters and people would go see it. The only reason we would get a sequel now or... A Netflix prequel series called Age of Re- what is it? Age of Rebellion? Resisting. Age of Resist. Oh my god.
1: No, age of Rebellion would be like a Star Wars spin off. We thing.
0: just had Age of Ultron Transformers, Age of Extinction. Like stop it with Age of Anything. Just whatever. Anyway. Call it <laughs> call it Dark Crystal the early years. Call it Young Sheldon. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just yes. him hanging out with the Mystics. Right. Annoying everyone around him. Much like young Kira, Sheldon. She's like yes. To talk to animals. Right. She's doing cool shit. Jen learns <laughs> the flute. Who cares?
1: At one point, he's like, he taught me words and <laughs> math. And it's like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> Exciting thing at see
0: Good for you, Jen. Good for you. Um, But the only reason that something like that could even exist is because we have nostalgia or goodwill for. The original, do you know what I mean? Like nobody could come along now and pitch something like the dark crystal to mm-hmm. be a hundred percent realized with puppets. No studio would say, yeah, here's money. Go make that. Uh oh, no, But in, not. right. But in 1982, that was possible.
1: Well, that just makes me sad.
0: That was my hope was to <laughs> really end on a down note. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to end on the same note that I assume Dark Crystal Age of Resistance will end on, which is uh, <laughs> the world is divided and there's no hope.
1: But, you know, if we just come together as an American Urskek, we'll be fine. <laughs> Everything will be great.
0: Uh, American Urskek should be the name of the Dark Crystal sequel series <laughs> or the stage musical based on the Dark Crystal.
1: Oh, God, I bet somebody would make that.
0: I would go see it because at least there'd be, like, cool costumes and, like, people that's walking true. around on stilts and stuff, you know?
1: Like, like Lion King on Broadway style. Yes. Yeah, that'd probably be pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'm into it. I'd much rather have that than uh, than the prequel series. I, that's not fair. <laughs> Maybe the prequel series is going to be amazing, you know? Like, of course, I'll watch it if it happens, but uh, nothing that we just read fills me with hope. No. No. <laughs> and on that <laughs> note, let's, uh, anything else you want to say about The Dark Crystal?
1: if people haven't seen it for some weird reason, I think they should, but go in knowing that it's not, it's not the f- most fun.
0: Right. I guess. Right.
1: But it's, it's gorgeous. And the yes. the yeah, craftsmanship is fricking amazing.
0: And, and challenging in a way that almost no, uh, I mean, I, I won't say challenging that no fantasy entertainment is because I know there's challenging fantasy entertainment that exists now. And it's, mm-hmm. it's reductive to call it kids entertainment because we open up the conversation by saying, yeah, it's not really exactly, you know, geared at kids, but with the exception of Pixar, there's very little that's sort of made uh, for families, perhaps that mm-hmm. is as ambitious or challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's, That's all I've got on The Dark Crystal.
0: Yeah, all right, me too. (laughs) Um, But this was really fun. I had a great time talking about it with you.
1: Yeah, thank you for, uh, thank you. I was like, when I picked it, I was just like, oh, no, what if he hates this movie?
0: Oh, no, I'm sorry. I thought you knew that I was a fan. Uh, I rarely will pick a movie that I hate uh, to talk about unless, well, sometimes it happens. But (laughs) I try not to for the most part. Even a movie I don't like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, but there's gotta be stuff to say about it other than this sucks you know i feel like we've done a handful of those but in most cases um it's been like a new movie that i didn't know i was going to dislike yeah i rarely will yeah it was
1: the the newest independence day i feel like i listened to that episode and i was like he hates this movie
0: yeah no it's terrible (laughs) terrible independence day age of resurgence i believe is what that (laughs) one is called (laughs) Uh yeah. Oof, uh, anyway,
1: <laughs> I see it. I'm I'm really I don't know if like people. No,
0: because you're seeing good movies like that but beach volleyball yeah, I'm movie. Really
1: picky about like if I'm like I think I'm just gonna hate this. I try to avoid
0: it. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. You're a better person than me <laughs> because I'm like what I'm there's I'm a, a uh, Yeah, sometimes or just like you know I, I there was talk. uh, Some people I know on Twitter were talking about this movie, The Suckling, where. A woman has an abortion that then gets dropped into a sewer and then gets exposed to toxic waste and mutates into a monster that comes back to attack the abortion clinic that has now been turned into a brothel, I think. I don't know. And I was like, that. It, huh. This right, I was like, I got to see that. And I didn't have to see it. Like, my life is no better <laughs> because I saw The Suckling. I took nothing away from it except, <laughs> well, I guess I saw it. It's a movie I can add to my letterboxed list
1: like are you gonna
0: <laughs> yeah no i did <laughs> don't worry <Okay. laughs> i have to keep track that's the only reason i have this stupid list <sighs> i worry that like now i'm trying to just like keep my count high do you know what i mean like i don't want it to become this thing where i'm like "Ooh, i can watch one more movie that i don't really want to watch instead of revisiting something that like might make me happy uh, but
1: yeah i usually- take the I don't care if I've seen the movie five times if if it's what's gonna make me happy right now I'm gonna watch
0: it you are so much uh, <laughs> so much more evolved than I am which <laughs> I admire
1: well, I' just
0: you are just, a true erskek you are <laughs> not quite there yet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you again so much. As always, you can find our website at fthismovie.com or you can read cool stuff by Robin, including her piece on uh, on the, the movie that I can't think of the name of right now, The Whackness, that's coming up this week. Uh, or look back for her piece on The Dark Crystal or her piece about being terrified of a picture of Chucky. Um, <laughs> and uh, you can find us on Twitter. We're at fthismovie. Uh, email us at FThisMoviePodcast at gmail.com. And like I said, check back with the site next week. We will be announcing information about the upcoming, yes, it is upcoming, F this Movie Fest, the world's only all-Twitter film festival. We're very excited about it. Uh, thanks again, Robin. This was awesome.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I I loved this.
0: Bye, everybody. Be the Erskic you want to see in the world. <laughs>